There's a difference between exorcism, as, as we understand it, and deliverance and protection. What is exorcism? This ministry is always under the authority and permission of the ordinary, which is the bishop of a specific diocese. So that to be an exorcist, the, the bishop would have to appoint that person for his diocese so that when demonic activity is reported in his area, the, the people of that diocese would know to refer this case to this person who would be an exorcist. When the ministry is needed, it is at the bishop's discretion to proceed with the priestly powers, or he selects one or more priests and confers on them the authority of exorcism. Actually, the chief exorcist in every diocese is the bishop, and then he shares that power and authority with certain priests. Often, and preferred, is a prayerful team of clergy and laity. That is, they assemble, and through their gifts of tested wisdom, understand and have knowledge and discernment of spirits. Now, actually, when an exorcism is to be performed, the priest who is the exorcist has with him some who will consult with him, pray with him, and come to a discernment and understanding as to the nature of the demonic activity. And with this prayerful background and power and discernment, then the exorcist in, in the, is then in this ministry. The testing of spiritual gifts always comes from the community of faith and the recognition of the authority that the church has. There is this authority in the church, the power given by God. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he gave that to his apostles. The bishop being a, a direct a, a descendant of that apostle for this area, then he shares that with these particular priests that who are known as exorcists. And that's how this power, and almost everybody knows that if there's demonic activity, they usually go to the church and they want to find out, you know. And there, there, there are those who, from the scriptures, have power. And so we, as I showed in that one prayer, through, as a baptized, confirmed Catholic and Christian, you have power over Satan. Possession is a distinct suffering and identified uniquely as a person who has been and who has been directly and he's deliberately invited the enemy of human nature. So Satan then comes into one's being or a curse is put upon a person and the curse 
holds the person in serious bondage that envelops and controls levels of intellectual and spiritual freedom of that individual, then that would be the person who is possessed. That's what we call possession. To free this person, the rite of exorcism is normally used and or the exorcism prayer of Pope Leo XIII. Often before these prayers can be said, a period of inner healing is introduced, attempting to build up the person's psychic and spiritual power from wounds where evil has interfered with that person's freedom. Now, that would be exorcism. Now, you many times and I have heard of deliverance and to deliver a person from bondage or from spirits. This ministry is to free individuals from evil spirits that hold a person in bondage through the experience of personal woundedness. There is no evidence of the individual cooperating, consenting consciously with Satan and his legions, as in the case where exorcism is needed. And so a person, for instance, may for a time be involved with internet pornography. And this becomes an addiction with that person. That person has opened himself to spirits through, but not knowingly that he's been inviting in spirits, but the addiction, drugs and alcohol of long use and reduction of that person's personal responsibilities and freedoms have been so compromised that they're in bondage. So many times, deliverance has sought and can be used for deliverance. But what is the nature of the addiction and what is the bondage that that person is under? Periods of hatred and um, jealousy that are very deep and long-standing can put a person in openness toward, uh, in openness to invite, and there would be need for uh, a deliverance. This ministry is most effective when a priest and a prayerful group of people with the tested gifts of wisdom understanding, knowledge, and discernment of spirits work in harmony to free this person from these various spirits. And so there, there might be like a, an awareness of uh, a spirit of fear that has held this person in bondage, a spirit of lies, 
a, a, a suicide, people who are anorexic can open themselves to these spirits where deliverance may be needed. And curses or some kind of voodoo is practiced. They may, to discern with a group, to come to an understanding of the spirits that may be involved in this particular case. All human beings carry wounds that can be exhibited physically, psychologically, and or spiritually. These wounds can affect one part of a person or in combination and become the breeding ground where evil enters. Through this woundedness that comes from unhealthy and broken relationships, often beginning as early as conception, and continues throughout their human development, individuals begin to realize levels of pain and or of blocks to freedom and seek counsel. Initially, the persons seek help through the professional training of therapists, doctors, or some system of healing. Through the healing of the professional and their expertise, where wounds are healed, some freedom from evil spirits can occur. The weakness in the professional realm is often that the bondage is not recognized as coming from an evil spirit, and all the emphasis is put on the psychological and the physical. Unfortunately, many church leaders do not recognize that the pain in the individual is from an evil spirit, and often clergy have not learned to distinguish pastorally between the psychological pain and the spiritual pain. And this uh, is unfortunate because they do not have the insight, skills, or confidence to proceed with freeing the individual. The error in pastoral charity is to refer that person back to the therapist and therefore to leave that person still with the pain untouched. I often, though, must admit that when these cases go back to a doctor or to a psychologist, more and more what I'm finding is the doctor and the psychologist will say, there's nothing more I can do. This is not from a physical ailment. This is not from anything that I can psychologically help you with. And therefore, they will call and tell this person or call me or refer it to say, we believe 
this is not something that is in my realm. And they would ask and the patient or the person to see the priest or to ask for deliverance. A critical approach is to begin by offering the sacrament of penance. Now, I often think that many times this ill, the, the illness that I find that can be a long-standing woundedness in a person, can have physical symptoms, emotional symptoms, and all kinds of spiritual symptoms, but the root of it has, as many times, is in that person's unwillingness to maybe forgive. If they have a person in their life, maybe their father, whom they have developed a bitter hatred for and have been unable to uh, forgive, that I think it's so important that the source of the pain, the source of the anxiety, the source of whatever this woundedness is, uh, and they can have physical symptoms. Um, a woman that I know whose husband committed adultery had such a violent uh, hatred of, of the woman that he had committed adultery with that she became terribly ill. And she had sought a lot of doctors and help, but when she really then saw in the Sacrament of Reconciliation that it was this hatred that she had, she almost instantly became cured. Her physical symptoms left. But the, 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 the source of it was in the Sacrament of Penance. And so I, as an exorcist, have found one good confession is worth a hundred exorcisms. Not, not just to begin by driving out the evil spirit, because the evil spirit was there, but the source of it, which was the open invitation, was that hatred which was lodged in that person's heart. The role of the laity today. Today, with professional training, laity in counseling and therapy, and having rooted their lives in contemplative prayer, and committed to reverence, respect, and loyalty to the authority of the magisterium of the church, many have been given gifts with charisms from the Holy Spirit. And so I believe there is coming to be of more and more those who are using the gifts of discernment, distinguishing spirits, knowing the, the, the spirits that may be involved, the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, which are gifts of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, that these gifts being used can be brought to bear on this whole area of deliverance from evil spirits.